0: America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Do you like to meditate? Have you tried to meditate? Have you struggled with meditation? Why don't you visit one of the Brahma Kumaris Meditation Center? Visit brahmakumaris.org.
1: I want to show you something. Each day around the world, 5,000 people are infected with HIV. That was over 20 years ago. Today, an estimated one in five gay men in major U.S. cities is living with HIV. So why aren't we talking about it? Today, we have the tools to make HIV history. Let's finish what we started. Because the world needs you to live. The Miracle Medical Clinic is a clinic that has been providing quality health care services to the Houston area since 1996. In a comfortable environment, they are dedicated to helping you live a healthy lifestyle for years to come. For more information, please call 713-464-0236 or visit us at our website at www.miraclemedicalclinic.com.
0: The Miracle Medical Clinic, where preventive health care is waiting for you. The Meditation Museum in Silver Spring, Maryland offers a variety of courses and activities to make your life go a whole lot smoother. Located at 9525 Georgia Avenue, you will be able to experience the beautiful silence that's in the space. There are courses in Raj Yoga Meditation, Positive Thinking, Stress Free Living, and Personal Development classes. For more information, call us at 301. 301- Five eight eight zero one four four, or visit us online at meditationmuseum.org. Get off the grid and step inside your heart. Sister Jenna guides
1: you through a powerful, encouraging, and motivating meditation that allows you to let go and become aware of you, regain strength, power, and peace.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to America Meditating Radio. I'm your host is to Jenna. We're broadcasting from the beautiful Meditation Museum in the nation's capital, and we are Very humbled and grateful by the incredible response, especially in an area where stress factors are quite high, but usually the way to relax is to take a ride through Rock Creek Park or go for a jog or go and do kayaking, which I also completely support. We also love that you can step into the museum and take a moment into the quiet room or even just take 30 minutes in the meditation cafe and just find your So we're always happy that you could join us on the air because we believe that with such a unique time upon us and such internal division and external division um, that we are really aiming to engage in conversations that can bridge definitely a lot more clarity a lot more inner wealth and inner security because a lot of people are feeling quite insecure, at least that when I do speak to them, and I'm not saying that a lot of people aren't also feeling quite optimistic, but in terms of also being optimistic, we also need to apply the kind of tools and perhaps deep innate principles. And what I believe is a very important factor in moving our lives forward is consistency. I believe that Wholeheartedly. So stay tuned. We're going to have a wonderful heart to heart conversation with May McCarthy. May is an author and is guiding us on how to get onto the path to wealth in and out. But before I do get May on the air, I'd like us to do what we do best here on the American Meditating Radio, and that's to get into our center, get back to what is real, what is important, and that is really being in touch with our deepest innate self. Take a deep breath. Om Shanti. The time that we choose to be aware doesn't necessarily require me to just sit and meditate. But even while I walk and move around... I can be... In a meditative awareness... Which is... Awareness... Of the soul... The original... Eternal... Imperishable... Being... Of light... For a little while... I'd like to invite you... To be present... To be here... And to be now. Allow your mind to settle in the moment. To relax. This meditation is about awareness. It's about becoming aware of your original and eternal self. It's about connecting to your truth. go of your name and observe yourself feeling nameless let go of your gender to discontinue thinking you're a man or a woman let it go and observe how you would feel walking around without a gender. Let go of the role that you play and let go of the titles that you own. Observe how you're feeling as you are gradually letting go. Let go of your religion and put it aside just for now. And let go of your nationality and even the language that you're accustomed to. Imagine you have no name Gender, role, title, religion, nationality, or even a language. Ask yourself, how do you feel at this moment? Immortal and eternal soul. Allow yourself to just be absorbed in this awareness. Everyone, that was letting go from my off the grid into the heart meditation CD, which of course I'm going to highly recommend that you invest in because I think it does make you find a lot of clarity. I know that it does for me. I remembered conducting that meditation for an audience of about maybe 12,000 in India, and if you've ever guided Lots of Indians, and this is not a stereotype, but just lots of Indians to meditate and to go into very, very deep silence. It's quite a feat, and I have to tell you, I actually achieved only hearing coughs in the room. <laughs> We're proud to welcome May McCarthy. Since 1982, Mae has helped to start and grow six successful companies as large as $100 million in annual revenues. She's a best-selling author speaker, university lecturer, and even an angel investor. She serves on business, philanthropic, arts, and university boards and may have become successful by implementing spiritual principles into her ventures, and it's her passion to pass her knowledge on to others. She's the author of the best-selling book, The Path to Wealth. Seven spiritual steps for financial abundance. And today we welcome May McCarthy to the America Meditating Radio.
2: Hello, May. Hello, Sister Jenna.
0: So nice Thank to you connect with you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm so glad that you bring spiritual principles into wealth, abundance, entrepreneurship. Because I've found that maybe I should say back in the days. It's something that we tend to put like on the shelf or on the side or only something that we do for just 20 minutes a day or when we go to church on Sundays or to a synagogue or to a mosque or to a temple. And I'm always moved when individuals do voice that there are important steps that we take innately, internally, in order to build inner and outer abundance. So thank you for that. You're
2: most welcome. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, you attribute your success to your implementation of these spiritual principles into your business ventures. I would love if you could let our listeners know a little bit
2: about what was it that led you to this approach? Well, I believe that there are some universal principles that really transcend any and all religious traditions. I mean, they are evident whether we believe or not. And one of them is is the idea of giving and receiving. Uh, To me, that's a law. And if you are giving that which you want to receive, you will receive it. And I remember witnessing that as a young child um i was the last of 10 children uh, who was raised in hawaii and uh, my dad was a surgeon and he used to mm-hmm. give people full uh, care when they couldn't afford it and what he would mm-hmm. do was mention to them he'd look them in the eye and mention that they were valuable they were incredibly valuable and there was most likely something of value that they will think about later that they could exchange for him getting them well today and that they were not to be concerned about trying to think that it was only money. And uh, so he would care for people and at the end of the year, he would remark to his wife and his 10 children, that he received so much more we had fresh Mm -hmm. food we had clothing we had entertainment we received so many different kinds of exchanges of value and what that taught me was that i could use this wonderful flow in the universe and put my attention on what it is that I'd like to have and what I would like to experience and start giving some representation of that in advance. If I want more money, figure out ways that I could support people even in the smallest way with money. If I want more time, find somebody that is busy or busier than I am and and offer to run an errand for them or take them for a walk. And so Mm -hmm. we started to do that in my businesses as well. And I mentioned to, Employees and I've had, like I, like you mentioned, um, over six companies with thousands of employees over the last 35 years. And what I would explain to them is that they could be incredibly successful simply by giving success first to their coworkers. Mm their customers, their suppliers and vendors, and every bit of creation in our world. If they gave and worked towards the success of others, they would be successful in return. And they were Mm. able to experience that, Sister Jenna. The second Mm -hmm. principle that I found really interesting is that there's an intelligence that's available to us that is beyond our rational mind. Albert Einstein called it an intuitive mind. He said we have an intuitive mind and a rational mind. And this Mm -hmm. intuitive mind is available to us and it's a gift. Unfortunately, in our society, especially with with our access to information so quickly now through our mobile devices and, and Internet websites and things like that, we... End up relying so much on our rational mind for decisions when, and forgot gift of the intuitive mind. And the people that seem to be most successful, at least in in my world of entrepreneurship, um, and those people would inc- be you know, Bill Gates, Oprah Winfrey, Steve Jobs, um, Thomas Edison, who invented the light bulb, right? I mean, all Mm -hmm. of these people say that they rely on this intelligence, this intuitive intelligence for their success. So my mission Mm and my... Purpose right now is to travel the world and elevate prosperity and freedom for all by giving them some simple, easy to use tools that they can enable this intuitive mind, this intuition, this intelligence beyond their rational mind to show up and point them mm-hmm. towards what it is that they want to experience in life. It's interesting. You know, there are two things. You're from Hawaii, so that's
0: not fair. So you're naturally <laughs> intuitive. <laughs> Now, the second thing is, I know that a lot of us actually aren't aware of the power of the subconscious. In in spiritual traditions, we tend to call it the sanskars, And the sanskars are the sum total of all the experiences that you've encountered along your journey, whether it's in one lifetime, 10, 20, 84, whatever. But it's sitting inside as a feeling that you're still attached to, you're still holding on to. And so the ego becomes uh, pretty much very dominant, I guess what you would call the rational mind. It becomes very dominant in allowing the attachment to hold those feelings even though it doesn't have much knowledge about it. But deep down, I think every one of us believes that we were born to be abundant and to not lack inside and out. And you mentioned when you were sharing that you do offer practical tools, and one of the things you'd like to do is travel around the world to be able to offer practical tools for people to move into their abundance. Could you give us like one that you, you know, offer at your workshops, maybe our listeners could take away with today from our conversation?
2: Oh, sure. Well, the very, very first thing that I ask people to do is to get clear on what it is that they want. What do you want to have? What do you want to experience? And you need to describe it as though it's already manifest, it's already done. So you might ask yourself some questions. If if what you want is abundance, define it. In business, we define our goals very, very clearly. Uh, we project what we're going to experience in terms of sales, in terms of growth, in terms of new employees, in terms of relationships with customers and our vendors and our stakeholders. So I ask people to use the same kind of technique in their goals for their health, for their wealth, for their relationships, for their connection to that spiritual source that is that knows everything, for their recreation, any major area of their life, and describe as though it's already completed. Then write it down every single day. Spend your time, you know, when you're doing your morning spiritual practice, set aside even 10 minutes to write down gratitude statements that describe you already having the completed goal. I am so grateful that I am physically fit, trim, toned, energetic in a healthy, pain-free body, easily Mm. able to go on walks and hikes with my family and friends and we have a great time. See, that Mm. goal is worded differently than... I want to lose ten pounds. <laughs> For sure. If if your goal is to want to lose ten pounds or want to be out of debt or want to have good relationships, guess what? You've already achieved that goal. You are already wanting To have something Mm -hmm. And your subconscious And your intuition Do not need to show up To help you Because you're already In a state of wanting You've already achieved it You don't need that help But if Mm -hmm. you describe it As though it's already done You write it down Every morning Read it out loud So that you can Anchor the meaning More fully And close your eyes And see yourself Feel yourself In the completed goal That will stimulate This intelligence That's beyond Your rational mind To show up And point Point you towards possibilities that, quite frankly, seem very miraculous (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, in their direction, you know. And and a miracle is simply an extraordinary event that happens. And we can enable more extraordinary events to happen by using these simple tools.
0: Mm, Well, thank you for that. Well, the new year is upon us. And many of us tend to make New Year's resolutions. I could remember May back in the 20s. I would definitely be so clear that by the end of a particular year, I would like to accomplish this. And you would see me in December looking at my checklist. And to be very frank, I remember that, let's say if it was 10 things, I swear to you, at least would be accomplished and I would feel so good. But now I find myself that I've not made a New Year's resolution in quite some while. I think like sometimes I find myself just really allowing what I have learned the year before to roll over, knowing that it's going to create something that's going to be as good as it was maybe last year, if not better could you share what might be some actions that we can perhaps take to ensure success? You know, let's say for folks who still do make a lot of New Year's resolutions and really want to stick to it this year.
2: Any ideas or any suggestions that you have? Oh, you brought up some great points in what you just said. And I, too, believe that goal attainment strategies – Working towards the life that we want to live should not be reserved for just once a year. The most important part of achieving what you want and a life that you desire is consistency. I believe that when you revisit your goals on a daily basis, you're going to have a much, much better success rate. And I'd love to coin the phrase that repetition reaps rewards, and that's for a couple of reasons. If you start out your day doing your spiritual practice and revisiting your goals as though they're already completed, you're programming your brain to look for opportunities to make those statements true and we've all proved that i mean think about the last time you know you bought a a big item or maybe even a car most people when they're thinking about buying a car they think about the different models they narrow it down they go and test drive a car they talk to their friends about a car they start to actually make the car their own before they ever buy it Then they start seeing that car driving around everywhere on the road, and they never noticed it before. And that's Mm. a pretty common experience for many of us. Well, that's what we're trying to do with goals, with resolutions, with desires in every area of your life. So revisiting them every single day will help stimulate your awareness of possible steps that you can take towards that towards achieving that goal, the second thing that's really important is to understand how your brain works. You know science is catching up to spirituality <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh. We know that we come to this point in our life With all of our past experiences Our beliefs and our behaviors Well in science, in our brain What they've been able to show Is that we have these very strong neural pathways You know, the ones that are tied to Our very, very strong beliefs and behaviors Maybe things that we've learned Throughout our our previous lifetimes Maybe things that we've learned Since we were a little kid As taught by our parents in our community You know, these are very, very strong Beliefs And they're almost like these really deep grooves in our mind, I mean in our brain, I mean physical mm-hmm. grooves. And the good news about that is that through repetition, we can create new beliefs. So in addition to this repetition reaping rewards and describing what it is that we want as though we already have achieved it with gratitude, my recommendation is to go out and make familiar to you the kind of success that you want to have. I have a a friend of mine who is a scientist. She's a brilliant scientist. And she decided after taking one of my workshops that she wanted to sing and get paid for it. And mm-hmm. she is the one, ever since she was a little girl, she's always been the one with the beautiful voice in her family. And all of the family and community parties, she was always asked to sing. And when she was in high school, she told her parents that she was going to be a professional singer. And they, as well as all of her friends and and other uh, community friends, told her that that was a foolish idea, that you can't mm-hmm. get, make a living being a professional singer. And completely... Uh, killed that dream and told her she needed to get a sensible degree and a sensible job. So she did.
0: Oh, no, now she's like trapped and bored.
2: (laughs) Right. Well, here, so she takes my workshop and she starts following this process and calls me up two months later and says, May, I'm going to give up on this goal. I'm not getting any intuitive leads to take steps to achieve this goal. It must not be the goal for me. So I explained to her this idea of neural pathways and creating new beliefs through repetition and asked her to go out and find singers that were making a living or getting paid to For part-time work singing and so she found herself at different venues watching these singers and getting an opportunity to learn their stories and their journeys and one day she was at an event for a charity event and from across the room a man seemed to float through the crowd come right up to her And shake her hand, introduce himself, and through the course of the conversation, she learned that he was responsible for putting on a community event at the community center and had a budget for entertainment. Well, right then, her intuitive self... And through her gut was just yelling at her, saying, tell him you're a singer, tell him you're a singer. So she blurted that out, <laughs> and she was invited to do an audition, and she got her first paying part. But she had to make what she wanted familiar and welcome, and that's, that required her to take some action and go out and see and meet people that were doing the things that she wanted to do. So writing Mm. it down every day, revisiting your goals on a daily basis, and proactively going out and making what you want welcome. The same thing happened to me when I was writing a book. It didn't even occur to me that I would ever write a book, but I went out and then I found authors who were successful and I learned about their story. And as I made what they did familiar and started to identify that it was a possibility What that did was essentially have my rational mind take this spiritual intelligence off mute and enable Mm. the spiritual intuition to show up and point me in the right direction. Take
0: my spiritual intelligence off mute. I really like that one a lot. You know, while you were sharing about the power of intuition and gut feeling, have you ever experienced where along the way there are times it was a lot more acute and there are times where it's quite dense like stuff in your life gets in your way or i don't know what it is that that sometimes we do but sometimes the intuition also goes back on mute any advice about how to turn that back on especially when you've trusted it so much but then it goes
2: back to sleep or something yeah the way that you do that is you continue to be awake and aware if your goals If your goals are worded properly, you will receive some sort of intelligence and intuition. But unless you understand and trust how it's going to show up for you, you can sometimes miss it because you get so busy in the world and you have this habit of relying so much on the rational mind, which wants you to understand what the possible outcomes are before you take any action. You know, many of us, Mm -hmm. we want to know how something's going to turn out, or at least the possibility of something, how it's going to turn out before we ever, ever take a step. You know, we're trained Mm -hmm. as a society to do that. You know, we have a question about anything. What do we do? We Google it, right? We, we yeah. go on the Internet, we talk to our friends, we analyze it, we measure it, we evaluate. If we take this step, how could it turn out? If we take this step, how could it turn out? But all of that is operating only within our limited scope of possibility. So to, mm-hmm. to go outside of that and trust intuition, which often just points the way, and you don't get to know what the outcome is, you only get a gut instinct or a strong thought to do something or call someone or go somewhere. Or you might get this awareness or feeling or even see a sign. I mean, I I remember in one decision I was trying to make, I, I drove across a bridge and I saw a billboard that said, your fortune will be made in San Diego. And I... I was considering doing business with a company in San Diego, but I was unsure. Well, that Mm -hmm. resonated with me. My ability to see that, I may have driven by it a hundred times and never noticed it, but this intuitive intelligence made that sign become aware for me. So Mm -hmm. that was another lead. So what I ask people to do is if they get some sort of thought To do something Or call someone Or go somewhere Either do it Or Ask that intelligence And and you can give it a name I mean It's just It makes it a little Easier for your rational mind To not get in the way If you give it a name And I call my a source of intuition, the chief spiritual officer, or of CSO. Yeah, oh, I love that. But, but you can call it divine intelligence, spirit, God, um, love, uh, anything that wisdom, anything that you want. But you're essentially entering into a new partnership. And this partnership is for you to have the life that you desire to have. And your job is to figure out what it is that you want and be grateful for it in advance. Your CSO's, job, your CSO's job is to provide you with one step at a time along a path that it creates for you to achieve your goal. You either take the lead, the step that you're given, or you simply look up and say, CSO, I need another lead. And you will get one. You can ask for as many leads as you want, but you will get one, and eventually you'll take a step. And find that you're that much closer to achieving your goals. Mm, that was so sweet. Uh, I love
0: that. I love that because it does happen. We we do get blocked. We do get sort of derailed, and we stop paying attention to the signs that are showing up all the time, all the time. The path to wealth: seven spiritual steps for financial abundance. Everyone, we're talking to May McCarthy, and I'm. So enjoying my time with her on the air. May. tell us a little bit about where our listeners could find more um, uh, about the book. Is there anything that you are up to this year, Uh, talk, events, uh, lectures, anywhere that we could come and um, stalk you so we can find out how to get (laughs) our lives together?
1: (laughs)
2: Absolutely. Um, Well, first off, they go to maymccarthy.com. That's m a y m c c a r t h y. dot com. They can see a short little video on the book, and also for your listeners, Sister Jenna, there's an ability for them to download the first three chapters for free if they'd like to take a look at the book. Um, And also on that website, there are there's an events tab that shows uh, all the different events that I travel to and speak at that are public. Um, I'm also hired an awful lot by uh, C- groups of CEOs and different uh, women's retreats and all sorts of different spiritual organizations to do private events. Um, the other thing is I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. Uh, at the beginning of March. Wonderful, and that's also wonderful. On, that's also listed on the events tab.
0: Oh wow, I'd love to love to see you if I happen to be
2: here if I'm not on travel yeah we're we're all I go all over the country uh every year to do dozens of events and hundreds of thousands of miles on airplanes mm. i really I really am am excited about living this purpose of elevating prosperity and freedom for all because I believe that if we all my definition of wealth is being whole and complete lacking Mm -hmm. nothing in all areas of your life. Mm -hmm. And I believe that if all of us had that sense that we felt whole and complete, lacking nothing in all areas of our life, then we would live together on this planet in greater peace and harmony. And I I want very, very much for everyone to experience that. So I'm on a mission. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And mission
0: it is. May, thank you so very much for joining us on the air. And
2: your website, I believe, could you share that with May, us? May com. Beautiful. May McCarthy,
0: everyone, thank you so much for joining us. All the very best. You too. Happy New
2: Year. Thank you. Same to you. Bye now. So,
0: everyone, you've got to take your few minutes in the mornings. You've just got to, you've got to take some time to find your chief spiritual officer. You've got to um, write your gratitude, make sure that you are letting go of any animosities that might be definitely sitting somewhere in your subconscious. It's time for us to really clear out what's going on at a deep level. I know that it's something that I've been working on for quite some while, and I uh, can honestly say that I do feel the difference where I feel like I walk more in an area of self-trust. And when I'm not feeling that, I know that I'm not paying attention to the things that matter the most. Thank you so much for joining us on America Meditating Radio, syndicated, of course. You can even get us and download us on iTunes, AHA, listen to us in your car on AHA station, and as well as Stritter, Spreaker, and, of course, Blog Talk Radio. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we've got to be together and love each other the same. I'm going to end today's show with a beautiful, beautiful song by our wonderful friend, Ricky Byers Beckwith. Here is Ashe Ashe. Take care, everyone.